You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos Country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. Gonna be a part of the, the solution today, or uh, helping out. You never know. Sometimes I think the mother-in-law and the wife are watching, streaming something right now, which is never great. <laughs> um, but uh, that's okay. The dog's being quiet, so that's great. Everyone, welcome him in Tuesday night, building the Broncos. I am Nick Kendall, and here with my good friend and co-host, and last show for a little bit, Carl Dumler. Carl, welcome. Good to see you. Hello, goodbye. I guess coming on here, Aloha. As Scott would like to say, how you doing, buddy? I'm I'm good. Getting a little nervous about my trip and being gone here for a little while. And, you know, a, l- a little nervous as the NFL goes. If, if you're not playing, that backup might take your spot. You know, you, you might like your co-host a little more than me. So I, I'm a little nervous what's going to happen when I come back. But, uh, no, I, I am. I'm excited for tonight. And it, it is just always, always look forward to this. Getting the chance to talk with you, talk with the chat, everybody. It's just an awesome time and always a relaxing thing to do. And, you know, lots of news coming out today, obviously. 53-man roster getting kind of set. It's getting there. There's a few things they're going to do to tweak it, obviously. But a couple moves that were made overnight. You know, there's just so much information. So it's going to be it's going to be a fun show today, buddy. Yeah, still trying to process everything. But before we get into the hello or the all the matters of business here, Diamond Rattler's in the house. Boom, let's go. Thank you very much, Diamond. Good to see you. Andrew Morrow's in the house. Go Broncos. Dylan Von Arks is in the house saying, Sup Broncos country. Important message here from Dylan, too. Make sure to hit that like button on the way in. I see Daniel, Richard, uh, Gary, and Johnny Dean coming in here with the likes over on Facebook. Make sure you guys keep that coming. We got orange colored glasses rocking here saying, Hey, Broncos country from North Northern California. Can't wait for the season to start. Same here. George is in the house too. George a little bit angry sounding right now. Uh, ridiculous that this front office and coaching staff has let this organization become what it has. The quarterback situation would never have happened if the team had a dedicated owner. Fangio and Shermer should go. So George is obviously frustrated. Hopefully we can uh, talk you off the ledge there, George. But I mean, I get it, man. I get it. It's, it's a, there's definitely reason to be frustrated, but there's also reason for optimism. Uh, right. J.I. in the house saying, I feel you, George, head scratching front office, but I still love my team. Amen there. Dalton's in the house. Hello, Mike Woodward. Zero Fox. <laughs> Given. How's it? Uh, I like I like how's it. I don't know where that's coming from. Um, <laughs> no, Clee. The, the, I, I, I love my mother-in-law. Um, I really do. Uh, Denver Bronco fan for life. Good to be a part of Broncos country. Good to see Nick and Carl. Hello from Paul. Paul. Carl, make sure you say hello to Paul. Yes, Paul. I, I love you, man. And always love seeing you in this chat. It is uh, It warms my heart every single time. Paul's great. Uh, yep. Nazardine's in the house, King of Lions, Paul Ware, uh, Mark Lindman, Alvin Thomas Jr., Danny uh, Trillo. Uh, do you uh, do you think if we kept any undrafted players, if it's not, ooh, there it goes, if it's not a exclamation point, ST, first? it's not a first. Um, they kept uh, and Andre Mintz for now. Now that's subject to change <laughs> um, based on what could happen. That could be, it could be a strategy right now where they're keeping him. Um, so he's not on waivers and then they release him and bring him on the practice squad. So it's kind of like protecting him, so to speak, yep. but we'll, we'll get into that for sure. Um, thank you so much, Danny. Uh, Con- Connor coming in here saying, been listening to this pod for years. I think this is the first time I actually caught it live. Well, Connor, I don't recognize your name, but uh, thank you for That's the support. Awesome. Uh, we love you, man. Good to have you in here live. Jim Hilton's in here saying, hit the thumbs up. Great to see Mo Ron evening, Nick and Carl. Great to see um, D Brown's. And I can't believe people are still crying about the damn quarterback situation. <laughs> D- the beatings are going to continue until morale improves until the Broncos have a franchise quarterback. 
unfortunately, and we know we have one. This is probably going to be some of the discourse in here, but uh, you know, we'll just keep on. Uh, we'll keep on keeping on. Stew meat coming in with a house it. I'm I'm enjoying this house it. Somebody's got to let me know what's up with this. Um, what's going on here? But uh, good to see. We also got uh, Andrew Morrow coming in with the five dollar super, kicking us off here. Andrew, God bless you. Uh, hey guys, we're gonna watch later tonight. I look forward to a great show. Cheers, cheers to you to Andrew. We love you. Ernie Mays is in the house too. Good to see you, man. Um, we got Stu Meat also. I love Stu. Cute kid. <laughs> uh, cute picture there um, with the super sticker. Uh, maybe a producer will pull up the sticker there so we know what it is. But uh, I'm going to pretend it is Teddy Bridgewater holding the Lombardi trophy. God bless. Uh, Mark's in the house too. Victor Rios. What happened to the Broncos for breakfast? Well, it's my second favorite show. Good afternoon. Broncos for breakfast will be live tomorrow. Um, I was coming back from the Olympic coast and uh, needed to uh, make sure we got in there. And uh, Nick, we threw off your morning. You get, you guys get it tomorrow morning. So uh, <laughs> be, bl- be blessed. It's going to be a good time. Um, Austin's in the house. Jay skills is in the house. Ryan Yazzie's in the house. Ryan, I'm with you. Hey guys, can't wait till the start of the season. And here's that super sticker coming in. Oh yeah. Super sticker coming in here with the sunglasses smile. Loving it. Loving you Stu. Thank you so much. Uh, every <laughs> little bit helps. Um, there we go. And yeah, Nick is cheating on Scott with mother nature. Uh, the only person who won't cheat on with mother nature is my wife. Uh, that's the only one, but I, hopefully we're both cheating or not cheating, but we're both there together in mother nature. Man, this that could take a real awkward turn. Let's keep going. Vincent coming in here. Vincent Palowski. This defense better be good because the average starting position of the opposing offense with our territory due to the special special teams coaching job by Fangio's best friend. Carl, I want to hear what you have to say here about uh, Vincent's very generous $25 super chat. Thank you so much, Vincent. Yeah, yeah. Let me say, just like Nick said, thank you, Vincent. That's that's great. And you are not wrong. I I can't believe that they kept their special teams coordinator. I can't believe we're seeing the exact same thing that we've seen before. It's when it's keep showing up different players yet. The same thing keeps happening over and over again. You got to be able to look within as a coach and say, this has got to be on me. And so far he has not done that. He's not made changes. And the Broncos tried to add even some more players here today, trading for a linebacker from the 49ers that's supposed to be really good on special teams and hopefully it helps a little bit, but even the best players can't make up for a bad scheme. And, and that's what we're seeing so far. And just have to hope that this is not the Achilles heel that just really destroys this season. Yeah. The Broncos trade for Jonas Griffith, who was a special teams standout at linebacker. Um, we're going to definitely be getting into that here, but thank you so much for the comment there, Vincent, Mike, I'm sorry. You woke up at 6am uh, boss man, Chad put out there that, uh, we were going to be going live Wednesday on from the mile high huddle account. Um, so we need to get a uh, Broncos for breakfast, Twitter account, probably going so that way you guys can get your information there. But uh, guys, we are approaching our goal of half a million stars. God, all of you guys, you guys are the half a million stars um, to get a Von Miller Jersey. We're getting so close, 90% completed. Um, so once we get to there, we're going to raffle off a Von Miller Jersey. Um, every single star you guys get in there is essentially like a raffle ticket. So if you guys, you know, you don't have to be number one, obviously you get the most best chance if you're number one. And Oh, we got a new leader in the house here. Ooh. Randy Jones, Randy coming in here. Good to see Randy. Then it's followed closely by Stu McPeak, Andrew Lamping coming in. Number three there. We see the star count there. Um, how we freaking day coming in here. Randy Jones up with the nine 59,000. Goodness. Goodness, Randy. Um, <laughs> God bless. Uh, how we freaking day in the house. Andrew Lampy, uh, Michael Ronquillo, Travis Weber. Good friend of mine. Travis. Good to see Simon. Uh, Weeby, Travis Tarbox. Obviously the top eight Gary leads Palmer and Andrew Baker. So top 10, Sean Miller. We're con- continuing the scroll. Uh, Butch Butch. Also Claude Riley, Brian Bowman rocking the Teddy picture there. And 
good friend of the show, Peter Middleton coming in from Cambodia. So uh, thank you guys so much. Like I said, get those stars in. If you're joining us on Facebook today, uh, it helps us a lot. And also it can help you win a chance to win a Von Miller Jersey as well as um, we're keeping it close to the vest for now, but some uh, mile high huddle uh, gift, a mile high huddle gift as well. So you guys are not going to want to miss out on that. Get the stars in and we can get to that. Also guys matters of business. Obviously this is building the Broncos every Tuesday night. We're going to be having Carl's going to be a little bit of a sabbatical here, uh, taking care of business abroad, I guess, literally abroad, Uh, but you guys can, uh, we'll be still going live Tuesday. You can find Carl and myself on Twitter, Carl at Carl Dumbler, MHH myself at Nick Kendall, MHH. While you guys are over there, follow us at BTB football pod, as well as at mile high huddle, uh, Facebook folks, make sure you're a clicking the thumbs up. We got the likes, everything coming in here. Angry react from Terry rig. You know what? I don't, I don't even care. I like the diversity of the reactions here. So Terry coming in with the angry, but make sure you guys are giving us the thumbs up, everything on Facebook while you're over there. Follow us at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle, as well as facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. Um, and YouTube folks, not going to forget about you. You guys are the bread and butter of the show. Um, we love all of you, but YouTube's probably been one of the most more helpful ones. If you guys are on YouTube though, and given the super chats, everything like that's helpful. But if you can't do that, if you're not in a position to donate, uh, make sure that you subscribe, like, and share on YouTube. Um, and you know, there's a lot of good content out there in the Broncos sphere, but we like to think we're number one. And if you guys agree with that, or even like us, you know, number two, number three, I don't care, whatever, just still like subscribe and share. There's no such thing as enough good Broncos content. Okay, Carl. Let me catch my breath. Oh man. Okay. Um, uh, well, let, let me down. let me get to a couple comments here while you catch your breath. Let's do it. Let's do uh, it. We got Zero Fox given talking about the the Facebook list. How do I get? How do you get on that list? We well, go to one of our Facebook Live videos that's going on right now, and there's a section there in the comments that has a little star next to it. So that's where you can give that that donation uh, to to be able to get onto the stars list. Mm-hmm. So uh, unfortunately, I know you're on YouTube, Zero Fox given. But anybody that wants to switch over to Facebook, and then you can switch right back to YouTube. But just just want to make sure you guys get every chance you possibly can to go get that jersey. Um, you know, I'm I'm taking a bunch of clothes overseas. I had to make sure to get my Von Miller jersey into my bag. So every Sunday, that's what I'm going to be wearing, watching the Broncos. And I, I hope one of you is wearing the same thing as I am. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, man, if my camera is fuzzy, it's because I'm too ugly, uh, to have high resolution going on here. It's probably cause I shaved my face. Honestly, is what's going on. <laughs> um, it says I have a uh, solid connection, but no, no, we'll see. Hopefully my, is my audio coming through? Yeah. Yeah. You're good on that end. At least a face for radio. That's what they say. Um, so Carl, let's get into it. Big news today. Broncos officially get down to the 53 man roster. Um, nothing too crazy. I think, uh, as far as the, uh, the information that's come out about who they have right now. Um, but I think number one, everyone pour one out Broncos, uh, best winning record ever winning percentage ever for a quarterback, Brett Rippon gone. Let's, I think let's just start on the quarterbacks on our way down. Brett Rippon era, Brett, we hardly knew ye, uh, practice squad. Do you think, or you think he's going to be joining his man, uh, Rick Scangarillo in San Francisco here? Uh, I, w- I would think they'd want him on practice squad because I mean, you're always one injury away from being really scary at the quarterback position and having a guy that's been working on this scheme for two years, yeah. probably better than anybody you can go get off the street. I've seen a couple of people ask us about Cam Newton. He's going to run into a major problem. He probably mm-hmm. doesn't want to go somewhere and be a backup, but most teams are pretty much set at starter and he's going to take time to have to learn a system. He's just at, at the worst possible time. Three weeks ago, if Cam was cut, I'd be sitting there saying, hey, 
yeah, go ahead and take a chance, see what he's got. Cause he showed a little bit of promise at times last year and, and was really looking pretty decent this, this training camp. But, uh, but yeah, I don't think there's any chance for him to come to the Broncos. And so, yeah, if you can keep Brett Rippon on the, the practice squad, I would take that. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. We've always said on here uh, that we thought Brett's future was in coaching because he's known of being such a smart kid. I think he's also a coach's son. And I know that's a cliche. Sometimes they just throw it out there for, you know, the scrappy, small white player who doesn't have the physical tools. Oh, he's the coach's kid first in the locker room, whatever. I think he literally is a coach's son. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's got a future uh, somewhere probably being a coach in this league. I mean, not to be too cliche here, not to like, you know, scout, we hate scouting helmet just because a guy went to Ohio state, one quarterback, Justin Fields, isn't going to be Terrell Pryor because they went to Ohio state. Right. Um, but uh, Kellen Moore, I think that's probably the path for Brett Rippon. Uh, and I know they're both Boise state guys, but executing that offense. And I think that's probably where you see Brett, you know, five, 10 years from now. I yeah, that, that's for sure. Yeah. And uh, like I said, he knows the system. So, Easy player to put on the practice squad, keep him around. He's well-liked in the building. There's just not a whole lot of downside other than he just doesn't offer a whole lot of upside. That's about your only downside with him as a player. And uh, so keeping around, he would make one of my practice squad spots if he doesn't get picked up by somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. And I see a lot of people talking about Cam Newton right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I got to dance around this with very specific wording so we don't get uh, flagged here. But there is something that people, it seems like Cam Newton has not done that might make him a liability uh, to your team that might keep him from being signed, um, which could cause issues later on due to uh, things that are happening in the world right now. And it sounds like that had something to do with Cam Newton um, being uh, moved on from by the Patriots as well. So uh, until that is, I guess there's some sort of resolution there. I don't yeah. know if we'll see Cam be signed. I definitely don't think it's going to be the Broncos. Would I have a lot of fun with Cam in Denver running, uh, just literally having him as like a red zone quarterback so you have a power quarterback option in the red zone or in goal-to-go situations? Absolutely. That would be fun. Yep. Um, but uh, that's, you know, I'm turning the Xbox off here right now because that's that's <laughs> make-believe video game stuff going on for how far we are. It's Teddy and Right. Me. Yep. No, that's, that's exactly it. And uh, first time the Broncos have kept only two quarterbacks in quite a while. So mm-hmm. kind of an interesting choice there. I know, I think it was, was Vic Fangio or George Payton talking about that today, that that was one of their tougher decisions was whether to keep three quarterbacks or not. And I'm, I'm glad they didn't because the depth at some other positions, I'm glad that they were able to, to keep some guys for those other spots. Yep. I agree with you. hundred percent. So moving on now four running backs kept uh, Melvin Gordon, Javonta Williams, Royce Freeman, and Mike Boone uh, it does sound like Mike Boone is going to be put on the, I don't know the, proper terminology because they've changed it. The short-term IR short-term IR short-term IR, um, which would probably have him back week four. Um, I believe. Uh, so he's somebody who Royce Freeman also shout out to Royce. Um, we've been hard on him on this show probably because didn't love him as a draft prospect. And he went one pick after the guy I wanted Fred Warner, who's now the highest paid linebacker in football. Um, but, uh, Royce looked good in this preseason. I thought overall, um, and, uh, he made the team. Is it going to be the whole season or is it going to be until Mike Boone is back? We will see because Royce does not bring that much in terms of special teams. Um, but uh, those four made the team and it sounds like they'd like to bring uh, Crockett back. Uh, Demaria Crockett, I believe is how you pronounce the first name um, back to the practice squad, maybe. But um, those four, I guess it was a shock that Royce made it. But once Mike Boone got injured, felt like writing was on the wall. Right. Yeah. You can't go into the season with just two running backs. That is a position that is v- Get typically typically gets beat up quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, 
little nicks here and there. It doesn't take much for a guy to sit for a couple games. Even Melvin Gordon has been banged up this, this training camp. I think they were just being a little bit more cautious than anything else, but he did have a groin injury there. So it really doesn't take much to all of a sudden be down to one running back and going, what are we going to do? I mean, last year, I, this is obviously a pretty crazy situation. Broncos lost all their quarterbacks and had to start Hall of Fame Kendall Hinton. I mean, they cut they cut a Hall of Fame quarterback today. Oh, man, that, that's kind of crazy to say. But uh, but no, it, it's one of those you want to make sure you have at least three guys on the roster and probably a fourth one on the practice squad if you can. Mike Boone go on that three year or that three week short term IR come back. We'll see on Royce Freeman. I would probably keep Royce Freeman around though, just mm. because I think he looked probably his best he's looked here in this preseason, and I think he does have some value, especially third down running back. I, I don't think he'd be active, but just in case one of those other guys goes down, you still have that guy that you can just bring in at any point. Yeah, especially with uh, how. He- heavily the Broncos are going to lean on the running game this season. So it seems obviously things can change, but uh, you need to have competent running backs. You don't need the Devin Booker uh, running into their Devin Booker, uh, Devontae Booker, excuse me, Devin Booker's basketball player running into the back of the offensive line, uh, one yard gain, one yard gain kind of thing. Uh, Now moving on to the wide receivers, we got some comments coming in. The guys are ahead of us in the wide receivers. Keith Brugman coming in here. Thank you, Keith, for the comment over on Facebook. Uh, With the cuts in the wide receiver room, do you see any possibility of bringing an outside wide receiver slash kick returner? Are we just resigning cuts to the practice squad? Uh, Some more questions here from uh, Malachi Martin. Yeah, why only have five wide receivers? CC keeping four receivers on the roster is very interesting to me. Don't like it. And DB fan for life come in and say, we'll be acquiring it. Oh, that was, I thought it was a wide receiver comment there. I thought there was another one, Um, but either way um, we have comments from, I think it was George Payton today said that the Broncos would be looking to bring in. I don't have it directly pulled up in front of me, but I think he said they're looking to bring in maybe three wide receivers still, um, which I think is very interesting. It also speaks to, uh, I think it speaks again to special teams and uh, how little Tyree and Seth Williams were, I guess, impressing them on special teams, but um, watch out for the Broncos to make some waiver claims. Uh, I think Peyton also emphasized the Broncos have the ninth uh, waiver wire spot, same as the draft pick. And uh, right. they are probably going to be active uh, when it comes to the waiver wire uh, wide receiver is probably the position they're going to be the most active at. Not so much though, for the actual offensive side of the ball. I'm guessing it's almost, almost entirely focused with special teams in mind. Yeah, you're, you're right. The back end receivers are always your special teams guys at that position. And I do think the other thing you might see one of Seth Williams or Cleveland brought back. Mm-hmm. I think they thought, Hey, if we cut these guys, nobody else wants them. Yep. Unfortunately, when we're talking about all these cuts that get made, the wide receiver group is probably the group that has the most players hit the market. And there might be one or two that get picked up somewhere else. And again, it's all four special teams. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think the Broncos felt very comfortable that Seth Williams and Tyree Cleveland would be available if they really wanted to bring him back once they do these guys on short-term IR to start the season. So uh, even though they're down to five, I know a lot of people kind of panicked about that of all of a sudden going from this wide receiver room that looked really deep and going, Oh my gosh, I thought we we're going to keep seven. Now we're at five and really it's only four with one of them being a special teams returner. Uh, yeah, that, that's going to change. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's always the tough part about this. Uh, I know a lot of people kind of panic at the original 53. I always say, hold your horses, wait till the final product is done. Then let's start evaluating and seeing what we've got. I mean, we can evaluate the 53 players for sure, 
but yeah. it, it's not a done finished product by any means. There's so much that goes into this. You talked about it or hinted at it earlier. Uh, sometimes you keep a player and then let everybody else get their 53 man roster set. And then you cut them and everybody's already got everything set. And then you have a better chance of getting them on your practice squad yeah. where if you'd cut them right off the bat, he might've gotten scooped up. And, yeah. and some players that keep on the 53 man roster are not guys that they think are actually the top 53 guys, but because they think this guy might get picked up by somebody. So yep. like I said, just keep all that in mind as we're talking about this. Absolutely. And black Knight coming in over on Twitch. Uh, thank you very much for the comment here. Black Knight over on Twitch uh, says, if you could reverse time, would you still draft Locke or try to get Tua? <laughs> um, I think you're talking about the wrong quarterback there. If I could reverse time, um, I would uh, get my ducks in a row and go up and get Justin Herbert, who went, what, like sixth overall, seventh yep. overall, when the Broncos had the 15th pick. Um, you have a lot of capital that season. You probably go up and get Justin Herbert because uh, he looks far and away like the best quarterback of that draft class right now. Granted, very small sample size. I know, but I mean, he looks legit. Yeah. Obviously, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and yeah. it would be nice to reverse and – you know, Mac Jones has looked good in this preseason. Justin Fields has looked good in this preseason. And I mean, I know Patrick Sertain has looked good too. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to take amazing. Yeah. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. you can be upset about them, not taking a quarterback and still be happy that they have Patrick Sertain at the same time. It doesn't have to be an either or situation. You can like both, both kind of players. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, hindsight, it's, it's tough to see. We'll, we'll see what they do next year with the quarterback position because, yes, I doubt Teddy is their starter next year unless he just really balls out. Block, baby, he takes that next step and really grows over the over offseason, learning from a veteran quarterback like Bridgewater. You know, there's still some scenarios where one of those two guys is your starter, but very good chance we have a new starter next season. Yep, nope, absolutely. But we'll see, man, one game at a time. Um, and Paul coming in here with the right comment. Uh, John Elway loved Justin Herbert, and I think it's kind of sent some uh, waves through Broncos country and Dove Valley when Herbert decided to return for his senior year. Broncos had, what was it, the 10th overall pick that year? Yep. Um, it's, uh, if Herbert did not stay, comment from R. Powell, uh, for his senior year, we would have got him. I actually think that's reality. Yep. Um, I think the Broncos were really, really like Justin Herbert, and they would have gone up and gotten him. But uh, what can you do? And yep, uh, Malachi comments, wasn't Elway scouting him heavily before he decided to return to school? Yep. Uh, Yep, absolutely. So, uh, is what it is. You can't uh, rewrite history. If I could rewrite history, um, the, the last 10 years, I'd have the Broncos not take Paxton Lynch that one year, take Chris Jones, be in the line for a quarterback in 2017, and go get Patrick Mahomes. Um, but uh, again, here we are. Broncos had some really great years with the quarterback. Uh, it's a salary cap league. You're going to have some lulls, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, yep, here we go. Clifton Harris. Locke had a better chance than Rosen. He, he did. He's. I think mm -hmm. he's more talented than Rosen, too, though. So, uh, Let's get to uh, keep going there. What do you think about the Broncos only keeping five receivers? Are you surprised to see Tim Patrick still on this team, not traded and also keeping uh, Deontay Spencer, who is a bit, uh, I guess, limited um, in what he can do. Also shout out to Michael Ronquillo. I see him coming in here. Uh, good evening, Nick and Carl. Good evening, Greg Smith. He loves Greg and Broncos country. Go, uh, go Broncos. Michael Ronquillo, I think fifth overall in the star count right now. So shout out to Michael. Yeah, no, I, it doesn't surprise me. I, I thought that they would try to get a trade done. I thought it would be Tim Patrick that they're trading. Now with Trinity Benson gone, I can't see them wanting to take any offers on Tim Patrick unless it's an offer that just blows them away because of how much they want to play three wide. Plus you have Sutton coming off injury. Hamler gets banged up at least a couple times a season. So you want at least four good receivers in that situation. Um, but I, I like what they got for Trinity Benson. 
I, I, I mean, he would have been a contributor this year, mm-hmm. but still to get a fifth round pick for a guy that was going to be your number five wide receiver on your t- team. I mean, they got more value for him than the Jaguars got for Gardner Minshew. <laughs> yeah. And, and Minshew is much more valuable in my opinion, just because he plays quarterback position. Benson is good and he'll, I'm glad where he's going. He's going to get a great opportunity and, and I'm not surprised at them cutting the other guys. Tyree Cleveland had a training camp to forget. Just yeah. drops galore, wasn't doing all that great on special teams. Seth Williams had the one great play during training or during preseason. Had a couple plays during training camp, but easy to see. He needs a year. And and his style of wide receiver, it's tough for them to really make a name for themselves in the NFL. There's a few of them, and they are absolutely outstanding. But guys that can't quite separate, especially rookie seasons, struggle because the route running is not great. Yep. No, absolutely. It's a good comment. Um, I do want to shout out um, one name I have heard connected to the Broncos that they are watching for at uh, wide receiver. Um, if, if there is a waiver wire cut, is the name uh, Cornell Powell uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs, who's a special teams contributor. Um, he actually did end up being released by the Kansas City Chiefs. So watch out for that name. Um, I think he is one that uh, maybe the Broncos could bring on here. Um, from what I've heard. So keep an eye on Cornell Powell um, in that front, uh, specifically special teams. Now moving on to offensive line. Oh, actually, Seth Williams, uh, Tyree Cleveland, practice squad, likely. Do you think they get gobbled up, or do you think we saw so little? There's so many wide receivers that you feel pretty good about those guys going to practice squad. I feel very good that they're going to make it through waivers, and the Broncos will have them back on practice squad. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Um, We got a question coming in here. From uh, our Powell again saying, uh, I saw a mock draft yesterday. Said the Broncos are going to take quarterback from Nevada, Carson Strong. Uh, have you guys heard anything about him? Carl, you know that I was uh, decently big on Carson Strong uh, pretty early in the process. I would say November last year, December, saying like we're getting a lot of Mac Jones hype. Rightfully so. Looks like I'm going to eat uh, maybe not crow, but like pigeon maybe for Mac Jones because I quarterback without elite tools, I kind of am skeptical of taking in the top 10 based on the information we can gather from here. Um, but the, he's looking really good. Yep. Uh, but Carson Strong, I thought that he deserved to be in the conversation right there with the Mac Jones. Um, not really a great athlete. He's fine as an athlete. Kid's got a great arm, though, and uh, he's going to put up plenty of stats this year for Nevada um, running that offense. I'm I'm excited to watch him. I think he's got a chance to go number one overall. I don't think he's as talented as Rattler, but like he's a quarterback. He's got arm talent. Yep. He's going to produce uh, definitely an outside shot. Like a, I wish I knew what the Vegas odds were right now, because if he was like outside of the top five, I might throw down some money. Yeah. And especially if Mac Jones goes out there and plays pretty well this year, yeah. there's going to be a lot of people that are looking at the limited athletic quarterbacks and saying, Hey, I think we can make this guy work. And yeah. here, here's what I'll say about those guys like Mac Jones mm-hmm. and really any quarterback where they go matters. Like they could be the most talented quarterback in the, you know, that's hit the, the draft in a long time. And if they don't have the right team scheme coaches around them, there's a good chance they could still fail. Mm-hmm. I still say David Carr could have been a star in the NFL if he didn't go to Houston, right? As they became a brand new team. Yeah. But, uh, but no, Carson Strong, he's a good quarterback. He's got a stronger arm than I think Mac Jones did coming out by far. He can hit every single level. That's what you love to see about those guys that can't move out of the pocket, that at least they can do short, medium, and long and, and do it well. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he's still got to clean up a few things. Um, but he's got high volume throws. He's got a lot of playmakers around. Like I said, he's going to put up a lot of big stats. He's going to have a lot of people talking this year. And, uh, I, I, 
I just like him. I, I if the Broncos pick him up, I'm going to be happy about that kind of decision. He's probably my third favorite quarterback in next year's class right now. Uh, yeah. But uh, let's keep on the roster here. I know some people are like, oh my god, mock drafts already. I'm already bored <laughs> to death about talking about quarterbacks. Um, we'll we'll we'll, we'll pivot back. Um, Andrew Baker coming in saying, just showing some love. Hashtag MHH for life. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. What's our biggest weakness other than quarterback? Uh, Carl, I'll kick it to you. Spe- okay, oh, actually, easy one. Special teams. It's still special teams, but um, it, other it than is. quarterback and special teams. I would say a little bit of maybe offensive line depth a little bit. Um, wow, Charlie. Charlie says coaching. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not the worst comment there by any means. Yeah, yeah I, I would say... I'd say it'd have to be offensive line depth there a little bit. Like Quinn Miners, he's just not ready this year. Moody, very up and down throughout the the preseason there. Some highlight blocks, some very low light blocks as well. Mm-hmm. So just a little bit nervous about some of those interior guys if one of them goes down. Offensive tackle, I'm not as worried if one of them goes down. But if two of them go down, Broncos are, I mean, any team would be in trouble at that point. Yeah. But but even there, I'm a little worried about Massey at right tackle. He's not going to be the greatest guy out there. He's not going to be the worst right tackle the Broncos have put out there either. Uh, Calvin Anderson, he's shown pretty decent work, but I've still seen him make some mistakes throughout this preseason as well. Garrett Bowles hasn't been as strong as I would like to see him for being mm-hmm. that guy that you just gave a big contract to. He I, He's just working out some some bugs. I'm not too worried about him. But just a little bit of that offensive line and how that's going to work this year. Yeah, no, that's another. That's a uh, that's a good one. I think for me, it's a little nuanced, but it's because the quarterback position itself is probably capped. Um, either way, either guy, Drew Lockwood. I know everyone's like, no, Tabers are low, low ceiling. Both these guys probably are capped for the offense, um, just given what we've seen. Um, and I think this Broncos offensive line is, can be competent this season, but it needs to be better than competent to have this team go to where we hope they can go. They need to be able to take it to opposing front sevens and uh, protect the quarterback pretty consistently and uh, dictate on offense, especially when they're rushing the football. And I don't know if the interior right now has enough of uh, I'll just say ass kickers right now that I see, I feel like they're a little bit more finesse on that interior, um, which I mean, they're, they're solid, but I just want, I'm looking for a little bit more uh, earth movement there, uh, blasting open some holes for the running backs and also right tackle. I think Bobby Massey's fine. There was a reason he was available, though, when he was also, yep. you know, you can find a Bobby Massey every single year um, in free agency. The Broncos have continually found those types, I guess. Well, hopefully Bobby Massey would be better, but maybe like a Jared Valdir type is what you're hoping for. Um, but uh, I agree with you. And it's again, it's not because the offensive line is putrid, terrible, horrible, not good. Uh, but if you have a franchise quarterback, you can probably get away with just a competent offensive line. But we're not sure that's where the Broncos are right now. They need to be probably top 12, top 10 if you're hoping this team is pushing uh beyond wild card week right yeah. and that's what we're all hoping we right. want to make the playoffs but like we want to win a playoff game as well right i like this comment or this question here and i wanted to get this one to you our mistakes at offensive line last year were deadly like missed assignments where defensive backs come flying through is that on coaching or personnel uh it's probably both but from what <laughs> I guess some of these people are coaching connections, but from what I've heard, it sounds like a lot of it was miscommunication between a quarterback who is struggling with pre-snap line checks and a rookie center, right? A lot of that stuff uh, goes on just how young the offense was and the offensive line in general. Um, So hopefully that'll be better this year with Teddy. Um, 
I, and also the Broncos had to simplify. I mean, this is, there was a lot of quotes around there around. I think it was the senior bowl where like the Broncos had to dumb down the playbook. And then all of a sudden the Broncos offense started to function better because they didn't put as much mentally on the quarterback. Um, so that's, that's both right. Chicken or egg. It's part, partially both. They had to have, it's more simple for that quarterback to succeed at that point. Um, so probably chicken yeah. or egg there. Yeah, you're, you're right. And uh, I, I can't remember who I heard say it, but it is really rung true. You can have a young quarterback and a veteran center or a young center and a veteran quarterback. You can't have a young quarterback and a young center and expect good things to happen on offense. You know, it just, I, that's why I love, I mean, I don't love it because the chargers, but I thought what they made one of the best moves this off season, going and getting Lindsley for their young quarterback. That, that's going to help him beyond any kind of weapon that they could have added to that offense, just because he's going to get everybody on the right page. And, and I do think this is a really big reason that Teddy Bridgewater won the quarterback job. I, I don't think that he outplayed drew lock by any means in training camp or in the preseason, uh, I mean, Drew Locke had his fumbles. That is a concern. But I, I think Teddy, just making everybody feel like they're on the same page, you saw he he did well of going up and down that line, talking to everybody, showing, hey, this is where the blitz is coming from. You know, these are the way that they're going to rotate. You know, just he made everybody feel better about mm-hmm. the play from from the get-go. And, and so that's why, again, I say that I think that's what got Teddy the job this year. Yeah. I agree with you. There's a lot of that goes into it, um, but Drew Locke's not, don't count him out yet, right? He's not been traded. He's on this team. He's going to get a shot. I hope he's ready when it happens. Uh, DBA comes in saying, I think the Broncos have a better chance at another top 10 pick than winning the Super Bowl this year. Um, and I'm just going to say, in general, that's probably true every year because you have yep. 10 teams picking in the top team. You have one team, one out of 32 winning the Super Bowl. So uh, probably safe bet there, DBA. Uh, do right. I think that it's more likely the Broncos, a better question is the Broncos making the playoffs versus a top 10 pick. Maybe this is my heart talking. I do think they have a better chance of making the playoffs this year than a top 10 pick, but uh, there's been a lot of roster turnover and things will, you know, we'll find out pretty quickly, I guess, uh, how they start this year. They have to start off like three and one, uh, given how soft it's the NFL, every game's tough, but how soft um, those games are compared to the rest of the year. So uh, you're probably right with that DBA, but I think that's just a simple, uh, simple math there when you're talking about odds of top 10 versus the one team to win the Super Bowl. Right. Exactly. I mean, there's so many things that have to go right for a team to win the Super Bowl. Even if you have the best quarterback, have a great team around them, Mm -hmm. you know, injuries happen. Uh, I mean, the the Colts back in 2011 thought they had Super Bowl aspirations and then Peyton Manning misses the season and they have the number one overall pick. Yeah. So it, it doesn't take much for things to fall apart. Yep. And Tyler Rogers coming in here over on YouTube, uh, saying the Giants game could be a trap game. God, I hope not. What have the Broncos done to earn anything to be a trap game week one? This is this game. I think right now the Broncos are favored by two and a half. Maybe I don't I, either. I think one of these teams is favored by two and a half. But either way, that game to me feels like a coin toss. There is no way that the Broncos should be overlooking the Giants or anything. They need honestly, they need to go into that game thinking it's a a one and done game, right? Like if you lose your season's over, you cannot start yeah. off on one. You have to go in there and beat the giants. Vic Fangio needs to have that mindset where it's like, this is a playoff game. And if not, we're eliminated. So uh, go out there and win. <laughs> no, you're right. It's, he hasn't won a game in September in two seasons coming into his third year. Now got to start off better than what you've been doing. And, and I like what they've been showing in preseason, obviously. And it's nice. Most guys are pretty healthy at this point. And, and so I, I do think they stand a really good chance. The, the giants do look a little bit in disarray. I mean, I, I know 
preseason is preseason, but they're losing a lot of individual matchups. Andrew Thomas looked terrible in that last game. Left side of their offensive line. Shane Lemieux is injured. He's there. He's going to play through injury this year. Woof. Good luck. Um, Gears game. Gears gains games coming in here over on YouTube. Flex in there. Uh, Nice gains. Gears gains games. Um, (laughs) What's the over under on the wins for our, our fan base to actually support Teddy? it really depends on how they win too, right? Like there, there needs to be a little bit of nuance. Like if the Broncos are out there winning because the defense is like 2015 and uh, Teddy Bridgewater's out there doing arm punts like Peyton Manning was some of 2015 and that Chiefs game particular sticks in my head, uh, the one in Denver. Um, then uh, it could go ugly and you'd see some cheers for Drew. But like I'd say, the Broncos are just competent. The defense is suffocating the run games, punching people in the mouth. And the Broncos are like, you know, four and one or like five and or six and two, six and three. I think you're going to have people excited about football, meaningful football after Thanksgiving, after Halloween, which it's been a bit for that. Um, so I think you're pro- it depends on how it looks, but I'll go. Uh, it's so hard to say, right? Cause if you say over or under wins, it could be four wins, but they already have six losses, you know? So like, I think they need to be like three and one in the first four games. And then you're going to see people jump on. Yeah, I I'd agree. If they start off looking pretty decent, I, I think, I think he could win the team or win the fans over in four games. I really do. If if they are actually dominating, if they're winning by a couple touchdowns or by 10 points and the offense is scoring 24 or more points per game in those four games and yeah. defense is doing what they're doing, I think fans will come around real quick at that point because you're going, hey, it's nice to actually be cheering for a team that isn't 0-4 when they leave September. So th- that's kind of where I'm at. All right, we got a quick update on the, the Stars from just today. I know we've had some people say, hey, my name is always supposed to – I've given all these stars. I'm not up there, but uh, no, this is just from today. We have Michael Ronquillo coming in with a thousand stars. Gary leads Palmer with 500 Andrew Baker with 200 Travis Tarbox with 200 and Steve Lazuski with 50 stars. Really appreciate that from each and every one of you. You guys are the true stars and uh, just make this show so much more. Um, And you know, it's, I, I was thinking about that today with getting ready to take this little bit of break that you know you and i've been doing this for a very long time five years five years five since years paxton now? lynch oh my god so <laughs> oh. yeah so it's been uh it's been quite the ride and uh and you guys have made it that much more as we get you know from where we started to where we are today man it is it is so cool to see yeah really it is so shout out to you guys it's a lot of fun it's really a lot of fun. Shout out to you, Carl. Well, I'll miss you when you're gone. Um, yeah, just showing love, Andrew Baker. We got that one already, boss man, but thank you. Um, Chase Wellner coming in here saying, um, would Jonathan Cooper be a day two pick in a redraft? Um, this is an interesting question, Carl. I'm going to go with no. I think that because uh, obviously he's played well, but the heart enlargement requiring surgery uh, is enough of a scare where I do think that he probably would have been like one of the top 15 picks in day three of the draft, like round four. But I think that that heart concern is still prevalent enough where, I mean, it's going to probably take him. It's going to take him off a lot of teams boards also, yeah. like still, um, even though he's looked really well. So um, I think no to the day two pick, even if he looks good, maybe that'll look foolish uh, five years from now or Jonathan Cooper's the incumbent Aaron incumbent to uh, Von Miller and killing it out there because he's been incredible in preseason. Honestly, he's been yeah. my favorite player to watch so far in preseason. I don't know if that's I've been I've been like all Broncos edge rusher. 2022 draft, if not quarterback edge rusher, 2022 draft. 
I still am on that train because I need to see it <laughs> in real bullets right? Uh, when the bullets are flying live. But uh, Cooper making me think like, okay, if the Broncos worst, like worst case scenario, but if the Broncos like moved on from Von Miller's here, Von Miller moved on from the Broncos um, and they are stuck next year and quote stuck Chubb Reed uh, Cooper can, you, you can do worse. You, you can get by with that. Now you want dominating edge rushers if you can, um, but I think they'd be okay there in that scenario. Right. No, you're right. He has been the, the star of all of preseason above anybody else. And it is just such a cool story to see him go from heart surgery earlier this off season to star of, of training camp. And I, I just wish all the best for that guy to, to become a true star in the league, but you're right. That heart issue, it, it's still there. It, it's still a concern. Anything with the heart and playing football is going to be a, a major red flag for a lot of teams. And, and sometimes it works out for you. And, and I hope this is one of those. Sometimes you run into a Jake butt where you think, hey, this guy's going to be able to turn this around and get healthy, and it never happens. So it, that, that's the risk you have to take, the risk-reward that you have to weigh as, as a, an evaluator. Yep, absolutely. Travis coming in here. Also, Travis gave a shout-out earlier to our collective. You too, Carl. I'm saying it now. You're you're now an Iowa Hawkeye fan playing the Indiana Hoosiers this week. It's going to be a tough game. Indiana's a solid program. I really like that. Michael Penix Jr., fun quarterback. Um, but Travis coming in here saying, not a hater at all, but when are we going to finally put actual emphasis on finding our next franchise quarterback? Why do we keep trying to win with average quarterback play? Travis, if I wish I could get a few drinks and George Payton and say like, what was, what happened here with Justin Fields and Mac Jones and maybe even like trading up for Trey Lance, because I w I want to hear, I need, I need to hear it. I don't think we're ever going to get a straight answer unless you had those guys, you know, off the record through three yeah. sheets to the wind kind of thing, um, which is one thing I'm hoping for Indy this year, probably not going to get in a room with George Payton drunk, but still you might hear some whispers there um, in that scenario. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the Broncos tried this season to go get Stafford. They were very interested in Rogers. Um, it sounded like they were interested in Deshaun Watson before the things happened. I think they were also extremely interested in Trey Lance. If that was yep. going to be a possibility, things fell through. They were comfortable enough with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater while also getting a player that they view as a no doubt like pro bowl player, maybe potentially all pro in Patrick Sertan at a very important position. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know, but I do think they have put an emphasis on it. It's just, it has not worked out. And I would not, I would say also like draft drew lock drafting drew lock 42nd overall 43 overall was not really putting emphasis on it, emphasis on it. Um, but really it was more like a, this guy's fallen enough. There's enough of a chance that he could hit that. Uh, we just might as well take a swing, but it right. was, it was really just a solid swing. Honestly, anything beyond, taking a quarterback in the top 10 is like a, I hope this works like type of swing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, like you're taking your buddy who's never golfed the top golf for the first time. So uh, and, like, oh, it could be bad, but um, yeah, let's keep on going over. Thanks for the comment here, Travis. We need to keep on this, uh, <laughs> this 53 man. Roster. Oh yeah. We haven't even made the defense. Hardly. We haven't even made it to the tight ends of the offensive line. Yeah. Um, tight ends Broncos uh, shock for me. Actually, they're keeping Andrew Beck here, fullback tight end. Also keeping Eric Saubert, uh, Drake Bulldog shout out there to Des Moines. Um, Albert Okoye I pronounce it really fast, so I hope I get it right. Um, and Noah Fant, who has been scarily quiet so far in preseason and training camp. Um, I'm hoping for the best there, but um, we'll see. But uh, there's the tight ends. Any thoughts there? I, I guess well, I was talking about Andrew Beck, but uh, I, I, I am a little shocked. Teams, yeah, he doesn't do a whole lot of special teams. He's not a great tight end. Yeah, He's not a great fullback. And, and so there's just nothing there. Like I'm, I'm kind of one of those where I'm going either – Get a great fullback in there and say, hey, this is what your job's going to be. We're going to have you dominate in the run game. Or go get yourself a true tight end and just say, you know what? We're not going to do a whole lot with this fullback position. 
or go get yourself a guy that's actually good on special teams. Yeah. This is one of those. He's the jack of all trades, but master of none. And I mean, it just that that is one I just don't really get for the Broncos. Yeah, he. I guess he has the versatility and he plays that niche well, but um, I don't know. I, I I wish he brought more to special teams, I guess is what I'm going to say. Offensive line uh, moving on now, Garrett Bowles, uh, Calvin Anderson, Bobby Massey are your tackles. Um, Dalton Reisner, Lloyd Cushenberry, Quinn Miners, Graham Glasgow, and Natane Moody on the interior offensive line. Uh, nothing too shocking there. Uh, the Broncos do move on from Cam Fleming. It does sound like they are going to bring him back though. Um, after you see, uh, I guess we'll, Mike Boone and Ojemudia made the team, but likely to get a go to that short-term IR. Sounds like they'll bring back Cam Fleming and uh, Stevens. Stamar Stevens? Is that the correct name? S. Stevens, former Vikings. His na- first name's escaping me right now off the top of the head. Um, but um, sounds like, unfortunately, Cam Fleming will be back, hopefully for cheaper, because um, he was not good. Uh, but um, really no shocking here. I guess I'm hoping that Austin Schlotman makes it to the practice squad because he's been solid. He's just like right on the precipice, right. Of being a guy who's good enough to make it. And I'd love to have him on the practice squad in case there's an injury where you can pull him up, especially with the guard center experience that he has. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he was uh, grabbed though. Yeah. I mean, most teams are pretty thin at offensive line. You know, you try to look at the teams that have great offensive lines and just hope that maybe they're going to have to cut somebody that is, is good. But, but for the most part, you don't see a lot of those guys get picked up just because beyond the starters, you just don't have a whole lot. It's a very thin position in the NFL. It's hard to find quality guys, especially even just one through five, let alone one through eight. And yeah, Shamar Stevens is the the guy there. I really thought he would make the roster over Jonathan Cooper or not Jonathan Cooper, uh, Jonathan Harris. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he's had a great preseason so far, Shamar Stevens, but maybe they thought there was a better chance of him making it through waivers and being able to come back a little bit of money. Yeah. All those kind of things factor into it. It's just, it's amazing how many, how many things go into all these decisions beyond just, are you a good player or you're not? Yep. I think Stevens will be back, but I think they save cash um, and can bring him on back for less than what he was going to make. Same with Cam Fleming. Um, So that makes a difference. Um, And uh, also I want to shout out, thank you for getting it right um, for me. Nazardine. I also saw your comments about Justin Strenaud. We're going to get to the linebackers. I was holding onto it and, uh, we just have had such good conversations that, um, and hello, Andrew, uh, evening. Hope everyone's having a wonderful day. I am having a wonderful day. Saw the Pacific ocean today, this morning. It was great. Um, but, um, yeah, no, that's uh, we'll get to the linebackers here in a second. Um, interior defensive line. You talked about it here, but Shelby Harris, Draymond Jones, Deshaun Williams, shout out to Deshaun Williams. I think he spoke today or yesterday. Um, was, I mean, seems like a great guy as well. So pulling for him, uh, Mike Purcell, McTelvin regime, Jonathan Harris. I am surprised Jonathan Harris made it. Um, that is a position where I know it's the very bottom of the roster, but Jonathan Harris really did not stand out to me, I guess, in the games where I watch. I mean, I'm watching for McTelvin regime or Shamar Stevens or uh, Deshaun Williams in those reps a lot of times, but I was, right. I, I guess I was shocked with Jonathan Harris. Um, I feel like he's probably one of the first to go <laughs> if there is a uh, somebody who comes available. But maybe I'm uh, wrong. I don't know. It just never impressed me. Yeah. I mean, didn't he play for the Bears with so. with Vic Fangio? So maybe there's just part of that familiarity side of things yeah. that, that makes it where he wants to to keep him around, knows his scheme really well. And uh, Richie Rich, really appreciate that. Always good to see you in here, man. And Butch Butch coming in here with some stars. You are a star yourself. So we thank you so much for that. Yeah. And uh, if you have any questions, let us know there, Butch Butch. We'll, we'll definitely answer them for you. But 
Uh, we got Rich Rich coming in asking the question. Our inside defensive line did not get pressure this preseason. I am concerned. Nick, options. Carl, options. I thought Draymond Jones looked really well. Um, mm-hmm. And he got pressure when he was out there. Uh, Shelby Harris did not get as much pressure as you'd hope. But I'm curious how much of it was Shelby Harris, you know, executing out there and not going. It's not that he's not going 100%, but like, you know, playing conservative in that regard. Because do I want Shelby Harris going full and putting himself, make, exposing himself to a potential injury, like weaning himself too far or something? No, I yeah. do not. Um, so once the reps are live, and I also think uh, we're going to be really able to uh, feel good about this offensive or the defensive line after the Giants game, because I know Danny Dimes, uh, Daniel Jones has some good mobility, but that Giants offensive line looks terrible. They took Andrew Thomas three overall, and the next three guys look like they're going to be stars, all pros at some point in their chance <laughs> uh, in, in their career with Mackay yeah. and Tristan Wirfs and Jedrick Will. So Giants going to Giant, right? Um, but uh, I think it's a solid interior defensive line. I do think that this is a dark horse for the Broncos to use a first round pick next year. Uh, maybe somebody who has some inside outside ability too, like a Lamarvin, uh, Lamarvin Neal. I think the name's sticking out to me. The, the Texas A&M guy yep. who's like six foot four, 290. And maybe somebody like George Karloff, Karloff is who is six, four, 275. Um, but uh, that's an interesting one um, to see as well. And we have uh coming in here from Clifton Harris, cut Jonathan Harris signed, Geno Atkins. Um, I don't think based on how Vic Fangio uses the defensive line um, that Harris or Atkins is a great fit. Um, he's looking for those guys to play uh, two gaps. They were going to press on one gap, be able to pull back and play the other gap, right? And Geno Atkins is older, injured, and he's very much a gap shooting type of player. So I don't know if he's actually that good of a fit um, schematically. Uh, but any any thoughts here on the defensive line? Um, the things you're excited to see? Maybe, uh, obviously, we're, we are both kind of, interested to see Jonathan Harris make it over Shamar Stevens, but it sounds like Mike Cliss said that Stevens is likely going to be back. Same with Cameron Fleming. Yeah, no, I, I, I like this group. I, I am not that worried about them. Everything was very vanilla with their defensive scheme. I mean, they were pretty much playing their bend dope break. And I, I think once they actually start mixing in what they actually want to do and they get some of those um, specialty calls, you're going to start seeing some of those inside defensive linemen really start to shine because it's one of those that's kind of interesting. In Fangio's defense, those guys actually have a chance to shine sometimes more than the outside guys. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, the Broncos are still loaded on the outside, and, and Vaughn and Chubb will do their thing. But the inside guys are going to have some major chances to get some plays, and, and I think they will. Uh, so, like I said, against the Giants, they're going to eat. It's going to be – I remember one of the games I watched of Daniel Jones in college when he played against Clemson and got destroyed and spent yeah. the entire game on his back. Uh, I, I think you're going to see a lot of that, and he's going to be pretty frustrated by the end of that game. Yeah, I agree. I think first team to 20 points wins. Also, the first team to two turnovers probably loses. Um, so <laughs> double-sided uh, double double sided coin there, as all coins are, I guess. <laughs> um, linebacker coming in here. Um, we have uh, on this, I'm pulling from the Denver posters. So they have all the linebackers uh, clumped together. Um, so this includes uh, edge rusher and off-ball linebacker, but Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, no shock here. Uh, Malik Reed, Jonathan Cooper, and Andre Mintz, uh, who I was shocked to see make the team. Uh, he did not stand out that much to me, but um, I think he's one that, like we talked about earlier, they keep him on the 53 now, and then maybe subject him to waivers later where he's more likely to get through and go to the practice squad, but maybe I'll just keep him. I don't know. I thought he looked definitely better than Derek Tuska did, uh, so happy to see Andre Mintz make it, and the Broncos keep their undrafted free agent streak excuse me, alive. Uh, I think it was 17 of the last 18 years. An undrafted free agent has made the team um, in the, mm-hmm. their rookie season. So uh, 
pretty impressive streak there. That's pretty awesome. Um, for the off-ball linebackers, you got Josie Jewell, Alexander Johnson, Justin Strenad, uh, Baron Browning, who I thought looked pretty good in the Rams game. And you can see he's such an athlete. I'm excited to see him out there. I think he could be a special teams ace in the hole, too, that we haven't seen much of yet. And Jonas Griffin, uh, who the Broncos acquired um, for uh, – no, I'm acquired from the San Francisco 49ers. And I think he was a top 10 graded special teams player uh, in preseason. How much does that mean? I don't know, but the Broncos obviously saw something that they, they liked there and uh, thought enough to trade, trade for him, not even subjecting to waivers. So hopefully that'll be good. Yeah. And Travis, to, to answer your question, th- that is the big thing, special teams and big time athlete. I think yeah. he had an RAS score of like 9.85 for linebacker. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it was. It's it's really high. It's it's yeah. in the green. It's what you like to see. And so the Broncos see at least a little bit of upside with the guy. He's got size. He's got weight. He's got power. He's got aggression. He's got a lot of things you like at the linebacker position. And uh, so I, I like that addition. And like I said, just being able to help with special teams, get that guy that's not afraid just to go destroy people. Yep. Like, that's something the Broncos just don't have. They don't have that attitude guy. On this team, I know some people have been commenting about Jano and the Broncos trading him away. And my my big, I, I didn't mind the trade at the time just because he spent half his time injured because he was so aggressive. Sometimes he just yeah. didn't have the body to hold up. But you did love him on special teams, just running down there and just destroying a pile of people. And uh, and just yeah, does he have swag? Of course, lots and lots of swag. Uh, that, that's what this guy brings to the table for the Broncos this year. Absolutely. Cornerbacks, Broncos keeping six for now. Uh, nothing too shocking. However, Michael Ojemudi is going to end up on a short-term IR, but Michael Ojemudi makes the team uh, playing well. He just, He's going to be kept on. He might be a starter next year for this team at cornerback. Uh, Ronald Darby, Kyle Fuller, Patrick Sertan II, uh, Bryce Callahan, and Kerry Vincent Jr. makes the team, who uh, I'm happy about. Um, he was very talented, obviously opted out this last year at LSU. Uh, there was some maturity questions for him, um, I believe, as well. I think it was... Lance Zerline uh, talked about that some um, in the off season. That's where I picked that up from. So I didn't, I didn't <laughs> don't blame me if I'm misquoting there. I think I got that from Lance, um, but uh, he's one that I'm interested in. Um, and, oh man, I told Nazardine that we'd get to it. Uh, Stranod ready. I think Stranod's the first guy off the bench. I think that Josie Jewell, Josie Jewell looked really good in that Rams game. I thought. Um, so uh, I think it's going to be Alexander Johnson and Josie Jewell will be your starting linebackers, but probably somebody is going to get hurt or somebody's going to struggle and you'll see Stranod get a chance. Um, but Stranod's probably in the plans. If he's not at the first guy off the bench right now, he is very likely a starting linebacker next year for this team with Jewel and Alexander Johnson uh, set to be free agents. I honestly would not mind if they went to their dime and put Stranod out there as their one linebacker. You trust I, him I to get in the checks. You think he's the guy that can wear the green dot? <laughs> Because he has to be in that sense. I, that's true. That's true. I guess that would have to be the case. But I, I just I, I liked what I saw in the preseason. I liked his ability to uh, to change direction, actually go chase guys down mm-hmm. in in the pass game and the run game. Uh, I liked his aggression. The, there's just not a lot that I didn't like that he showed on the field. And uh, I, I think on a lot of teams, honestly, I think a lot of teams would have him as a starter this year. That's how bad linebacker is around the league. How average? I don't know if it's bad, but okay. there's a lot of dudes. Yeah, there's a lot of dudes. I think I do think he'd start for maybe ten teams in the league right now, and it's it's the nice thing the Broncos have, where they've got him. Possibly they got Baron Browning. That's going to be a, 
a guy that we're, we're hoping can really develop into something. Um, so it, it's a nice position. I know some people, when you asked that question earlier of what position are you most worried about now, other than quarterback, I saw some people saying linebacker. I'm not that worried about it because the, the two starters are average to above average starters. Mm-hmm. And then you got two guys with great promise below them. So I, I like the, the starters and I like the depth guys. Yeah. I feel like the, the linebacker group for Denver has an extremely high floor. Like an extremely right. high floor. So uh, not too worried about them. Do they have a true difference maker at the linebacking position? No, but there aren't. It's like it's like the tight end position, right? It's very much the antithesis of the tight end. There are like three dudes in the NFL who are like true difference makers in Kittle, Kelsey, and Waller. A bunch of them are just like, you know, they're, they're solid. They're good. Uh, they go invisible in many games. They're not really an identifying piece for the offense. Same with linebacker. Same with linebacker right now. Um, so uh, keeping on now, the co- cornerbacks, though, like I said, uh, any surprises there? I guess um, Nate Harrison Jr., he had a good camp. He might be going to the practice squad. I think he played at Temple, if I remember right from my scouting. Putting on the scouting hat, I remember Nate Harrison Jr. Um, but uh, I thought he was a little bit of a surprise not making the team, but I'm glad they yeah. went with Kerry Vincent Jr. instead of him. I would not be shocked I, if Harrison made it back to the squad, though, because he looked right. I, I think, to be honest, I think that was the separator. Which one do we think stands a better chance to get back on the practice squad? Kerry Vincent played on that LSU team that won a national championship, has name he recognition. Flashed. He flashed too. He's a good. Yeah, athlete. flashed. Yeah, great athlete. I mean, that, that's what I loved watching in this preseason is nobody was running by him. Even if he took a false step, you weren't actually getting by him. Yeah. There's not many players that actually have that kind of gear. Like everybody is a great athlete when they get to the NFL. Yep. He still has that extra gear that some other guys just don't have. And so I'm glad that they kept him. Cause like I said, I do think there's a good chance somebody else would try to take him up. Harrison. He's the Bryce Callahan replacement, right? He is. And, and Harrison, like I said, he's had a great training camp has had great preseason. I, I just think name matters. Unfortunately, yeah. it, it just really does. And, uh, and so I think they, do, they're hoping he can get back because I do think they really like him. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree with you. Uh, keep it on here. The last position, I guess, besides the specialist, uh, safeties. Um, everybody who I hoped would make it did make it. Broncos kept both rookies and uh, Caden Stearns and Jamar Johnson. PJ Locke, who looked great all camp, made the mm-hmm. team. Uh, Broncos move on from Trey Marshall and obviously uh, Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson. Really curious to see. Obviously, it's going to be a Kareem Jackson show this year, but uh, these three guys behind him show out in special teams. But you guys are definitely all in line to be a uh, chance at a starter in 2022. All of them. I really do think that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really see safety as a need next year. I do think one of those guys is going to emerge and become something. And I think the Broncos can continue to have one of the best safety tandems in the league moving forward. I mean, a big part just because Justin Simmons is that good, yep. but I, I do think even Caden Stearns could become a better player than what Kareem Jackson is right now. Yep. I mean, he, he just, he was flying all over the field, making plays, making hits, just got to clean up a few things that'll that'll come with a little bit more time just being in the league and knowing the defense. But uh, yeah, that that's is a bright position for the future. I think we do have matching hats, Carl. Ooh, look at that. What's going on here? Um, <laughs> but uh, that's um, definitely right there. I'd agree with you on that one. Um, we have a question or a comment coming in from Niles Kallenbach saying, uh, why does it feel like they are building around special teams when all they need to do is fire their coach? Tom sucks. Um, it's because this team is going for success this season and uh, without a franchise quarterback, their margin for error and how they want to win is smaller. Um, and I've been used to it for years watching the Iowa Hawkeyes. You cannot lose in special teams and expect to win. It's also you can't not 
you cannot be the team that's losing the penalty battle too. You have to out execute and also field position matters. So um, they're going for it this year. Maybe uh, Tom McMahon sucks. Maybe um, he's been bad for this team as a coach. Um, but if these guys are going to protect their job this year, you can, and also it's something that's pretty cheap to improve also relative to other spots. So going out there, improving the special teams um, and hopefully minimizing that margin for error uh, or making sure that error bar is over to the left with the special teams here. Cause they uh, have been bad and you can go out there and get some players that can help you there um, at this time of year, every single season. But thanks for your so, comment, Niles. Don't recognize you. Yeah. Welcome to the show. So do you know where PFF has the Broncos offense rated for the preseason games this year? Oh, like how they did output wise? Yeah. Like just overall grade for their offense. They had the number one pass blocking against the Vikings. And I think they scored pretty highly there. I'm going to say they're ninth. Fourth. Fourth. Okay. Well, Do you know what they have the defense rated? First. Yes. Do you know special what they have special 32? teams? Is it 32? No, it's 28. Okay. <laughs> Close enough. I mean, but it just shows you got a promising offense that has some weapons. Offensive line has some some promising steps that they're taking. Defense obviously looks like they could be very dominant and deep. And then you got the special teams unit that just, like I said, it could just be the weight, the anchor that just drags this team to the bottom of the ocean this season. And that's unfortunate. You know, it's it's nice to finally feel good about both the offense and defense for the most part. I mean, the offense is a little still questionable on some things, but you still like a lot of the pieces they have. Mm. Special teams, it's just very frustrating to see that. And and it's hard because they also have two pretty good special teams players of Sam Martin's not the worst punter in the league. And Brandon McManus, he's a good kicker out there. And yet your special teams still stinks. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it, it just, it is. It, it's it's my biggest worry heading into the season. Probably, probably even more, a little bit more than quarterback. Because I, I do trust Teddy probably more than some. And I think he can at least get enough done. But he can't overcome... A, a bad special teams play that really puts the team in the hole. Yeah. Teddy is like, uh, how do I put it? I don't want to put anybody down too much, but it's, you know, you go to a restaurant and they just have like, you know, an okay burger, right? It's, it's fine. You know, you're going to be safe with it. It's a fine. You've had it before, um, but it's not going to blow your socks off, but at least, you know, it's, it's going to be consistent in that regard. And you know, what you're getting with special teams right now. Not very good. Um, and the specialists, speaking of special teams, Brandon McManus, Sam Martin, and uh, Jacob Bobbenmoyer. Bobbenmeyer? Bobbenmoyer, I believe is pronunciation there. Bobbenmoyer, um, long snapper. So there it goes. Uh, we got Barack Nasi coming in here with a $5 super chat over on YouTube. Uh, probably the last one, unless we get somebody coming in the buzzer here. Um, but he says, hey, Cam Newton is free. Is there any special quarterbacks in college we should try to get? Um, so Cam Newton is free. We talked about it earlier. Um Sounds like part of it was had to do with things going on in the world and preventative measures that he sounds like he hasn't gotten. And that could be dangerous to a team that's trying to win football games um, because it leads to, uh, you know, there's obviously different uh, outcomes for if you uh, have received a preventive measure or not. Um, And it might keep him out there um, on the free agent market for a bit. So uh, he is free, but uh, what does that mean? Uh, Who knows? We'll see. Um, And uh, is there any special quarterbacks in college we should try to get? little early for that. Um, Carl, we've talked about some of them. Do you have any names um, that you want to throw out? Obviously we talked Malik Willis, Liberty, uh, Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma. I think you can probably take him off unless you have number one overall. Uh, probably not Willis. We talked about Carson Strong earlier, Desmond Ritter. Some people in here are big fans of him. Um, is there anybody else that comes to mind? Uh, Phil, Matt, 
Jekov, the Boston College quarterback who transferred from Notre Dame. Uh, he's one who sticks out as well as some people like. I'm not the biggest fan. Um, yeah. Any anybody else? Dave? Oh, Sam Howell, also another yeah. one who I think I'm honestly not that big on Sam Howell. I think he's fine, but I'm not huge on him. Uh, anyone else? Matt Corral. Oh yes, I forget about him. Yeah, he's, he's another. He's another one that could really rise up the the board this year. Uh, what's the name of the guy down in Florida that hasn't started, but everybody's really excited about? Uh, Emory Jones. Emory Jones. There you go. There's one. I'm seeing a couple more in the chat here. Uh, Jaden Daniels from Michael Ronquillo. That's one. He, if if Jaden Daniels can put on 30 pounds, I'm interested. He, he's just so <laughs> skinny. It's like yep. scary. He's so slender. Um, Keaton Slovis. He's one who's solid. I'm not the hugest, biggest fan of his overall talent, but like he could Mac Jones's way to being a really good quarterback. Um, another guy who I think is kind of under the radar that could emerge this year is a uh, Graham Mertz from uh, Wisconsin. I think he was a four-star recruit. And uh, because of how weird last year was with the big 10, he, he like flashed a lot, um, but it was really inconsistent. Um, so he's another one that I would look out for as well. But Emory Jones and Mertz are two good names to watch out for. And, you know, we'll see uh, where yep. the Broncos picking. How does the class pan out? Is Aaron Rodgers available? Are the Broncos interested in like a Matt Ryan or a Kirk cousins to get a more veteran team that, uh, you know, you have a good defense already. So you just think if you get from average quarterback play to above average, that makes you a super bowl contender. Could be. I mean, we have a long way to go before that. Maybe Teddy Bridgewater kills it. Maybe Drew Locke comes in and it's amazing. And he's the franchise quarterback. We don't know. All these right. things are possible. They could happen. Um, yeah, I'm telling you there's a chance. Um, so, uh, yeah, Carl. Um, any thoughts before we get on out of here? And thank you, everybody who joined us today with the stars. Well, hopefully, uh, boss man will pull up the stars again so we can get a read on them before we get on out of here. But uh, any thoughts on the, uh, the roster, Carl? Anybody who really stood out shocking to you? And I also want to give a shout out to Trinity Benson. Uh, thank you very much for the late round draft pick. Um, and good luck in Detroit. Uh, Goff, not my favorite quarterback, but he can get you the ball. So um, yeah. I'm pulling for Trinity Benson out there wearing the Hawaiian blues in Detroit. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm kind of interested to see how they use Sobert. Yeah. Just being the third tight end, he got a lot of work here in the preseason and showed up really well, both in the run and pass game. And I, I just I want to see what they do with him. Like I said, yeah. Noah Fant hasn't really done a whole lot. Albert O's or Okawebenam. There we go. I'll go ahead and say it. Um, he's had a couple plays here and there. They kind of got him involved in this last game, mm-hmm. just trying to get him warmed up for the season. But Sobert's been the tight end that shined. Yeah. And he's built a little bit of connection there with Teddy, obviously. Yeah, Shine. Uh, and, and so I just want to see if they're going to have kind of some plays built in for him. I'm interested to see the formations that they decide to go into for the regular season, just because you got playmakers at tight end, you got playmakers at wide receiver, you got playmakers at running back, you got them all over the place. I just want to see how they're going to mix and match all those groups and, and just get all those players involved this year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm here. Sorry, you froze there for a second. It was probably oh. my internet. Um, and I want to answer uh, Iron Man KMS. Hey, Kirk Cousins, are you serious? Um, literally just throwing stuff at the wall. Who's a quarterback? Who's a veteran quarterback? Who has a connection to the Broncos? Whose contract makes it where he could be on the move? Unfortunately, or fortunately, yeah. you know, I, I'm waiting this- to tell that Kirk Cousins was actually pretty good last year. Um, but is he an amazing quarterback? No. Um, but yeah, this, this is that's where we are, guys. That's right. Where and- we are. This is my concern with George Payton. Vikings never got the quarterback position figured out. Not that they didn't try. They used a couple first-round picks on quarterbacks. They traded a first-round pick for a quarterback. Obviously paid Kirk Cousins big money. But a lot of the guys that they brought in, pretty mediocre names. 
and they just kind of seem to have this idea of let's surround a mediocre quarterback with a great roster. Competent enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm with Clifton here. Matty Ice over Cousins. 100%. Um, I'm with you there. Um, but, uh, you know, we're just it's a possibility right now. Um, we'll have to pivot. We'll, and we'll judge based on that point. Like I said, there's reality out there where um, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is awesome this year. And we're like, you know what? We're going to roll with Teddy. We're going to pay him $20 million a year. And God bless Teddy. If he's wanting any more than that, I don't know about that. Um, Case Keenum 2.0. Very possible, David. Very possible. But we'll see. Um, guys, that's gonna have to do it for us. We gotta get on out of here. We got stuff to do. We got family in town. Carl, I know he's gotta start packing, um, getting all his ducks in a row. I know he's a busy man as well. That's Broncos for breakfast. I will be here again next Tuesday. We'll see who's joining me as the co-host. Um, uh, we'll keep that close to the best for now. Gotta 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 make some phone calls, make sure it's all good there. But building the Broncos, you guys can follow Carl and myself on Twitter, Carl at Carl Dummer MHH, and myself at Nick Kendall MHH. Also follow us at BTB Football Pod and at Mile High Huddle. Uh, if you guys are joining us on Facebook today, also make sure you click a thumbs up, a like react. I see we got a wow coming in from Tim Durr. Tim likes to leave the, uh, the random reaction. So I always love that from Tim. Um, if you guys are, after you click the thumbs up, heart react, carry carry emoji, whatever it is, make sure you go over to facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle, become a supporter as well as go to facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. If you guys are joining us on YouTube today, make sure you subscribe, like, and share. Um, and also shout out to everybody who's getting in the stars, getting a chance to, uh, Win that Von Miller jersey as well as a secret uh, special Mile High Huddle little gift incentive there. So get those stars in. And uh, once we get to that half a million, uh, we'll be making some new making some moves. And uh, Carl, we'll see you in a bit. Guys, I will see you tomorrow morning for a special Wednesday morning episode of Broncos for Breakfast at 730 Mountain Time. Um, and uh, Jay Roper, yep, what's wrong with no Broncos for Breakfast getting off? We're getting off. We got to go. Um, but uh, we'll, I will see you guys tomorrow. And Carl, we'll see you soon. I'm going to miss you, bud. Stay I'm safe. I'm going to miss you too. Thanks. Um, Hopefully nothing too exciting happens while you're gone, but I'm hoping that we have some positivity to talk about when you get here. That would be really nice. I'm, I'm hoping the season isn't over before I get back. That won't happen. We're going to manifest greatness this year. <laughs> um, so everyone stay safe. Uh, we'll see, I'll see you guys tomorrow. We'll see Carl later on. Uh, we'll, TBD. Um, thanks everyone for joining the conversation. Thank you guys also for just being great in the chat. Um, I've seen some other social media on surrounding the Broncos and it can get pretty toxic. Um, but you guys, it's all love. It's good vibes in here. Um, everyone have a good night and, uh, go Broncos.